You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you. What up, what up, Slapdick Podcast coming at you, man, in real uh, full effect, number episode 15, uh, we got a special guest for everybody, man, uh, yeah, yeah. My, main, my main man, Marcel. Ellis Wiley from Speak for Yourself. I'm excited Hello. about it. Clap it up. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt, no doubt. You never heard hey, a crowd like that. No, sir. Uh, hey, hey yeah, Marcella. That's Hub City, love. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that Hub City. Uh, in the house, I got hey, I got my main man Spree, man. You met him that night, uh, man. We at the were big at, three, huh? At the big right, right that night we were at the big three. Did we met at the hotel? But that was my boy. He went to school with Polly, man. Willie McGinnis, uh, yeah. grew up, grew yeah. up with him and stuff. So he a good dude. Oh yeah, what's yeah. going Family, on? Willie back. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. up, Spree? Good, good man. Let's do it. You as well, man. I, I yeah. know. Last time we left off uh, at the big three, we was chopping it up about the situation. That had happened back in the day, but the wifey put, pulled you away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be smart. That's why you marry, man. That's you right. gotta get married somebody to pull you out of them situations. That's man. right. You dive into all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know no doubt, no like, doubt. Man, let me get up out of here. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, I got a. Uh, Marcellus, I start uh, the, the, the podcast off with a quote of the day for all them fans listening, man. So my, my quote of the day is. Uh, it's real simple, man. Wrong, wrong is wrong, um, even if everyone is doing it, and right is right, even if you're the only one doing it. Oh, yeah. So make sure uh, you guys understand that shit, and that basically means be a leader, not a damn follower. For all you youngsters out there, uh, make a right at the stop sign, don't make a damn left. Um, <laughs> but we got a we got a great guest on, man. Marcellus Wiley, uh, you know, co-host to Speak for Yourself on Fox, uh, star and. Uh, Author of Never Shut Up, in a book that I've got, uh, ready to read myself. Um, he's a Compton Hub City native, ten-year okay. uh, NFL, yeah. NFL, NFL uh, vet, um, went to St. Monica High School, played for a man that we all know who coached me. Uh, we, we share a common uh, coach and a guy named Angelo Jackson. Um, great human yeah. being, great human being. And, and we got a lot of more in common that a lot of people don't know out there. You know, me, Spree, and Marcellus, we all raised our daughter, basically uh, single fathers raising our daughters in college. Me and Spree out in Kansas. Marcellus oh, yeah. took his daughter out to Columbia, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? Well, yeah, in New York. Yeah, man, Buffalo. She was born when I was with the Bills. But, yeah, man, we went from there to California. Back and forth, man. The whole baby mama situation made the best of it, man. No oh, doubt, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. You know about those. Yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's this. Hey, that's my point. Of, my whole point of the intro, man, is you know, cats from Compton, cats from the hood can get out, and uh, there's been some great ones, man. You know, Compton to Columbia, Compton to Stanford, Richard Sherman. You know, Compton to um, Tennis World, Venus and Serena. You know, we 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 got a bunch of them. Um, we'll get into that later on, but. Um, so look, Marcellus, man, you know, I appreciate you coming on, man, and I'm excited to have you, another uh, Hub City native, and, uh, you know, you've done great things, man, and, uh, you know, I've always watched you from afar, obviously, and, uh, and it was good linking up with you, man, after all these years and stuff, and, you know, I, uh, 
you know, I just that's why I tell these kids, man, shit, shoot for the stars. You may just land on the moon, and it don't matter where you're from. And and uh, and we and, and speaking of that, you know, it's Pro Bowl weekend. I guess uh, you were a Pro Bowler, man. You know, my thought, my my question to you is, you know, what's your thought on the Pro Bowl now, man? It, it, when you played, and now how it how it is now? I mean, it's obvious the cats don't want to play in that game. I mean, my thought, Marcellus, my my thought, Marcellus is give them the ten racks. Let their ass get up, put them on a piece of paper like a high school, uh, high school, uh, all league. You know, and when you're in high school and you're all league and you just you're on a piece of paper. I mean, nobody wants to get hurt in that game. Nobody wants to really uh, play in it. Uh, what's your thoughts on what it used to be and what it is now? Oh man, you know what it is. Like <laughs> I, I wish I was in the Pro Bowl now because yeah. it ain't nothing but a pillow fight out there. Oh, uh, look. Football is hard enough to play when you all in. And when you know that there's nothing at stake but just accolade and pride and not really a true investment in your team and the season and you're not going to get the same amount of money, ain't nobody trying to volunteer to go out there and take that heat, take that hell, and get them hit. So, look, I'm glad. I know it sucks for us as fans at times to watch it because it's not the product of football because the violence is trying to be taken out and – it just doesn't look the same because of the contact. But if, as a player, man, you just got to respect that these guys have been through the grind, man. They start these OTAs and off-season workouts man. as early as April. April, so, yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. Cat's been at it for so long, man. You got to recover. So um, I'm glad the NFL is wisened up. Let these dudes play some two-hand touch. You know they can do it for real when it counts, <laughs> so. Why not have a little fun game with it? Yeah, flag football or something. Shit, uh, no doubt, no doubt. What uh, yeah. no question. Look, man, I got, I got a. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen this this little feud on social media, man. I know we're all from Compton, but Richard Sherman is, <laughs> and uh, Revis going back and forth, man, about this corner situation, playing corner and shit. Uh, you know, uh, who, who you taking, man? Revis Island? You taking Sherm, dog? <laughs> D high. Oh man. Man, well, the controversy, uh, I'm taking Sherman because I thought it was petty in the timing of Me too. taking a shot at Sherman. You know, it's NFC Championship game. This dude about to go to another Super Bowl. This ain't your time to drag him down or to even take your shot, whether you right or wrong. So I just thought the timing was bad by Revis, man. That, that showed a little insecurity. No and then doubt. he takes the shot trying to prove, like, I'm a better corner because I could man up and yeah. you can't. Yeah. But, you know, we, we it's about you doing what coach says to do and what the scheme says mm-hmm. to the best of your ability, man. And Richard Sherman is second to none, even if he plays a, a, a cover three. It's the point of he kills it at cover three and you mm-hmm. may have played press man. No Good doubt. for you. But yeah. I, it's funny, Richard Sherman – because he's such a big name and such a big voice on top of having a big game is always going to have to deal with these type of shots. But no doubt. that's what comes with greatness. So I kind of sided with the hub. I sided with Sherman on that one. No <laughs> doubt. Hey, me too. I, I thought it was some shady shit to come at him right during the game, man. That's crazy. You know, you, you still shotting your TV for a reason. You got a, you got a beef. You know what I'm saying? You ain't taking still shots on your TV screen at home while the game's going on if you ain't going to intend to post it later on. So you just salting his ass right. up. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah you know how it, it, it played out. It's funny. The first play, Richard Sherman lined up 
on the right side. And, you know, if you watch Richard Sherman, you never see him on the right side. So right. Troy Aikman made mention of it. Yep. And I think Darrell Reeves was just sitting there in his man cave. Yep. And let me say something to the homie Darrell. He needed to step <laughs> that man cave up, too, while we talking. So that man cave looked empty. I'm like, damn, what are you doing all this money? He spent all the money on me. He spent it on that man cave. That thing look a mess. He got so damn he TV. Hell yeah. Yeah, he had a TV and like his eighth grade trophy. That's it. I'm like, come on, man. Reeves, you done did way more than that to have that man came. But anyway, oh. he's sitting there probably sauced up. And Troy Aikman points out that, hey, Richard Sherman is traveling. And yep. then Richard Sherman, after that play, never traveled again. And then, you know, he got beat by Adams for that 67 yep. yard bomb. Yep. And your boy Reeves said, here's my time, time to ignite. Yep. And he yep. went full launch on him, man. That's how that played out. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like you went you went full launch too, uh, Wally on Keyshawn's ass on that race. Damn right, I did. Yeah, yeah. Fat old receiver. <laughs> he don't want these. He don't want these problems. Yeah. Hey, I love Keyshawn boy, but I loved even more beating his ass yeah. in that race twice. Too. Twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. twice. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. He's so slow. He come. He, hey, you can't look. He the number one overall pick. My homeboy <laughs> from the soil. Respect to him. And he was a beast when he played. So I took the challenge one day. He just woofing on the air. Talking about, I beat Marcellus, that fat pig. And I'm like, hold on, dog. Yeah. I'm, a I'm a national champion in track. Hell like, yeah. I got a national record in Hell track yeah. before. Like, People don't know before that. Before I put on the weight and the muscles, I used to go lipo to lipo on anybody. Ooh. So he, he tapped into that, and we had to do it in, in the Coliseum. And the film don't lie, man. It was a photo finish, the first one. I give him that. Yeah. But then we we ran it back, and then I had to dust him and disgust him. So that's how the game went. He 40. He 40 them. Yo, yeah. Y'all got a, y'all got a part two coming in that one? Or, or he don't want that smoke, huh? Man, now that was part my two. hamstrings don't want that smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. <laughs> hey, a lot of cats. Right, man, almost. Now, uh -huh. No, I said a lot of cats don't know. You played a little tailback in high school with, for Angelo. No shit. Man, tailback in high school and in college, man. And in don't college. Let these, don't, yeah. let the, don't let the fat fool you, man. The <laughs> fat ain't going to fool you now. I smoke you now. I, my favorite thing to do in this world, no lie, is to race somebody. Now, as I've gotten older, I, I pick a shorter distance every time <laughs> yeah. to race somebody. But, but the first five steps. I dare you. <laughs> hell yeah. Hey, that's why you was a hell of a D lineman. Shit. That's, that, that's what, you know, the best athletes in the NFL are D linemen, D tackles, D ends. You know how that is. So people don't know that, though. The, nat the, the natural kid watching nowadays, they don't, they think it's the damn receiver or something. Shit. So, I, I got a we'll, story. We'll take, your, we'll take your fat any day over ours, man. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll take <laughs> your version of fat. We'll take that any day, man. Hey, you know, Marcellus, back in, in the hood, they call that shit big boned. Big <laughs> that's all they call that shit. Big, big boned. Yeah. Hell yeah, you've been at Big Mama house too long. You've been eating up everything. Ham hocks. Go home later. <laughs> Ham hocks and all that shit. What a. Chico sticks. Everything. <laughs> Hey, the candies man used to come by, dog, uh, in the hood. You know, shit, ain't nothing like the candy store. Yeah, the candy truck. store. Ain't shit. nothing like the ice cream truck. We're more than candy, too. He had more than candy. More than that candy, was the yeah. funny part. That's why we call it candy Hell store. Yeah. Shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so did you watch that Aaron Hernandez shit, man? I did, man. He caught me, man. I was up at about 11 o'clock. I said, let me watch one of these episodes. Yeah. Shit. I watched all three of them things. 
back to back to back. Yeah. And it was it was eye opening, man, to see all the stuff he went through, man. Sad, in my eyes. Sad, huh? A lot of trauma, man. He yeah. went through a lot of trauma, man. So, you know, he did a lot of wrong, it seems like, as well. But, man, it, I think we all just like these programs, man, based on circumstances, environment, upbringing, tutelage, and, you know, parents and your support you get at home and encouragement. And, man, his really broke down in his high school years. And uh, if you look, watch the doc, it just seemed like he yeah. had so many things going into him that were negative and then he couldn't really have the proper outlet to talk about his sexuality talk about his trauma his mental issues and it just imploded man he just finally went through it it was crazy let me ask you this you play do you play did you play with junior in san diego i did man buddy as we called him man that was the best that was the best talent that i ever saw match with the best personality and heart like, this dude, man, will open up his arms to the world. Right. And he would play football like he was going to get cut tomorrow. Like, he was the wow. 53rd man, man. Yeah. But yeah. that dude was the most talented dude on that field. He really loved football. So, my question, man, you playing with Junior, watching this Aaron Hernandez thing. I don't know if you've, if you've seen the latest of Delonte West out there in the street getting socked up by some dude. I mean, and you know, he's obviously, yeah. obviously going through some troubles. I mean... Where you at with the CTE thing, man? I mean, like, I, I saw a bunch of social media last night with this whole Delonte West thing, and it made me think, okay, Aaron Hernandez had the worst brain of a 27-year-old ever on rec- record, they say, this doctor said uh, in that documentary. Yeah. And, you know, Junior's situation, as sad as that is already, and then you got Delonte now, which people don't know the whole, uh, you know, the totality of it all, but, like, you know, I, I see people posting, like, Oh man, I don't I don't feel sorry for Delonte. He made fifty million. He's got a support system. Da 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 da. I'm kind of leaning that way, but it's also not all about money. There is some mental health out there. I mean, where do you stand with this mental health thing? You you believe in the mental health thing, or you believe it's an excuse, or is there a gray area? I'm, I, you know me, man. I'm I lived in a car growing up, man. I I, I had I, I'm from the turn over the rocks era and figure shit out or or go get drugged through the mud. And uh, go get thrown in jail or go get buried. So I, my thing is, you know, you got to be a little tough skin and, and uh, mentally tougher than I think today's generation is. But you know, there is a mental health issue, obviously, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I can't issue. deny that. But where you stand with that, man? I mean, what do you think about all that? Yeah, man. Look, our lives and our experiences day day to day are just a collection of our choices, and uh, circumstances obviously play a part in your choices. Just think about how we grew up in circumstances that were averse and, you know, the ills of our community, whether it was the gangs, the violence, the poverty, or worse, the low ambition, and how that had an influence on us just by circumstance, man. Like, you really had to navigate around the landmines because people were put in those buckets because of the circumstance. So now you talk to an athlete who's had tremendous success and you talk about him always focused on his physical health. How's the hamstrings? How the quads? What's your 40? Yeah. But now you can see that the shift is to your mental health, especially post-retirement, because we work on our game and we work on our body, but we don't think about the conditioning of our mind in the same respect. So me understanding playing with Junior and, 
and just knowing the transition from being an athlete to a real world citizen is a drastic change. I go to a therapist every single week, man, just to talk through it. And it's yeah. not like yeah. I can sit here and raise my hand and say something's wrong with me. Right. But whenever something comes at me, I like I went to a strength coach to learn how to lift weights. Like I went to a speed coach mm-hmm. to learn how to be faster. Yep. I go to a mental coach to make sure my mind is sharp. Wow. And I still, I still understand where you're coming from, coach. At the end of the day, no matter what the circumstances are, you still have a choice. But some guys are getting beat down, having disorders or diseases, or putting predicaments where they don't feel they have the same strength or resources to make the right choice. So it's all different for all of us, but I do respect those who have mental health issues to try and get themselves some help before it gets too late. 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. No doubt, no doubt. No, that's a good take, man. I mean, it's sad, I mean, to see it, you know, but... You know, at the same time, too, it's like, damn, you made $50 million, Delonte. I mean, people make fun of you and shit, the whole LeBron thing, you, you know, all that whole history. But then you got, you see him yesterday, and it's like, damn, you know, it's saddening to see. But at the same time, it's like, I got a 100 homies that I grew up with like that, that didn't have $50 million and don't have Mark Cuban that could possibly call and save the day tomorrow if he wanted to because he played for the Dallas Maverick. You know, that's a, that's a rumor out there that, yeah. that that Cuban may be able to, you know, put him up somewhere. I mean, you know, we got homies that ain't going to have that phone call or that that backing, you know what I mean? So it's like I, it's hard for me to yeah. feel sorry for you, well, but well, if you do have a mental illness, then th- that's a whole other ball game, you yeah. know. We, were, we wasn't aware back yeah. then either. We just now getting kind of yeah, exposed to the whole mental yeah. illness stuff. Uh, it's, it's getting big. Even with that Joker movie. You check out that Joker movie? Yeah. I, I did, man. And, and you know what? I will say this. I don't feel more sorry for you because you're an athlete or a celebrity right. or someone with a platform. Like you said, man, I, I feel for anybody who goes through any of these circumstances, yep. man. Like you said, on the block, somebody, your, your neighbor, your homie. You don't have to be famous to all of a sudden pull at my sympathy because you're going through it. The crazy thing is, though, in our society today, we always enhance and heighten what's going on in the public space with these athletes, celebrities, and entertainers, and forget that our neighbors are more likely to go through all these experiences, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's just these guys dealing with the, the violent issues, Antonio Brown. Like, no matter what you see in an athlete or celebrity and their downfall, go around the block one time. Hell, yeah. Mm. Your, your, neighbor, your neighbor is having a fight with the spouse. 
Go around the block another time. Your neighbor just pulled a knife on somebody. Go around the block another time. All these issues are magnified in the public eye, but they're privately happening right next door to us all the time. And for some reason, we care more about the damn athlete going yeah, through yeah. it than your homie or your neighbor. Yeah. Wow. And that's crazy. That's backwards. Yeah, no question. Wow. We we grew up with a million Antonio Browns and a million OBJs and a million of those talented cats, like you say, you know, uh, going out and running a forty, man. I remember. I know you know this name, but we grew up with a cat, man. That you know, we called a uh, Superman, basically. Uh, you know, in the hood in, in in Luders Park. But Big Ed, man, he 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 used to smoke Charles Levy, Charles Levy in a in, in a forty in Cortez and Corduroy. And uh, and all you hear, all you hear, all you used to hear, Marcellus, all you would hear was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, that, and that motherfucker weighed no. three thirty, dog. He weighed three thirty, dog. And it's like, it's like, you know, we wake up to go to school the next morning, though. His brother's head is on our porch, and that's what we wake up to. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a true story. And you know, it was it was the Lutus Park Santanas at the time, and they're going feuding at it, and that's what happened. And 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 he don't attend school one day in his life because of that that one day. That one incident, and uh, he don't he don't go to school the rest of his life, and he's probably an NFL, NBA, some type of pro athlete, but you know never had that chance because you know the shit that we deal with every day. But you know it does, it goes unnoticed, like you say, because you got these Antonio Browns, OBJs. Not only does it they're there in the limelight, and we all see it, but guess what? It makes my job as a coach or the the college coach's job that much harder because these high school kids and these college kids look up to these guys and see these actions, and then they want to try to do it. Um, it's crazy. When I was coaching JUCO, man, uh, back in 09, I think, uh, who was the wideout man that was dropping balls in practice on purpose? Remember that shit with the Dolphins or the Bears? Or the Bears, I'm not sure. Remember, he was just dropping the balls on purpose? Wow, he was just batting them down. And I had a receiver doing that shit at practice the next day because he saw that shit. Oh, man, wow. I choked the shit out that motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, we might edit that. But, you know, um, man, let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this, Marcellus. Why the Clippers, dog? Oh, you, you, shit. I, I, I. You're a winner, Marcellus. You're a winner, dog. Everything you've ever done. I got to ask you, dog. Why you choose, why, why you choose the JV team, dog? Be, be, I, before you answer that, Marcellus. Man, hey, man. before you answer that, uh, I got my Clipper hat on right now, baby. This motherfucker's a Clipper fan, Marcellus. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I had to rock it. I said, I said, Marcellus on. I got to rock the Clipper hat today. Marcellus, you didn't grow up. You didn't grow up. You didn't grow up in the hub being a Clipper fan, dog. You can't tell me that in my face, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you're right. I didn't grow up a fan of the Clippers because I didn't grow up a fan of any sport uh, mm -hmm. like that. Like, I was out there trying to get it my damn self. No so doubt. I'm playing, no doubt. you know, Pop Warner, running track. And the only team I rooted for was the Denver Broncos because I fell in love with Elway. Yeah. And I rooted for Eric Dickerson, no matter yep. where Eric yep. Dickerson was. Me I was too. my guy. Me too. But let me give you – I got two answers to why I root for the Clippers. One of them is a little deeper, but the real – the first one is my father's from Tyler, Texas, yep. and he moved to San Diego. So he mm. grew up a Clippers fan. Yep. So I'm growing up in the 80s while Showtime and the Lakers are winning all their championships. My daddy's flipping the channel to watch the Clippers because he's from okay. San Diego and he's watching his team <laughs> ball out. Okay. So he's planting seeds in my head that, all right, Clippers is the thing to do as as a Wiley. But I wasn't tripping because I still was focused on my thing. Yep. So when I retired, obviously, 
you know, you're having your dad's DNA and just want to always please your pops, man. Yeah. I finally joined his side, even <laughs> if the Clippers didn't have success. But let me tell you the real reason why I joined them beyond what my pops influenced me to do. When you grow up like we grew up, ain't nobody thinking you're going to make it, man. Not you know, that. like the naysayers are strong. You have support as well, but it just seems like the echo chamber of negativity surrounds you and everything is an uphill climb and people count you out. And when I finally retired and I was looking to find a team to root for, the story of the Clippers mm -hmm. was the thing that attracted me. Like everybody kicks them yeah. and mm -hmm. everybody stomps on them. And yeah. I'm like, that's how I felt growing up in LA. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the Beverly Hills kid, the West side kid who, right. who grew up and was able to say, I got it good like the Lakers from hello. I'm the kid that y'all don't think you do it, but one day when I do it, it's going to be sweeter than anything. So that's why I rep the Clippers. One day they're going to get it, and it's going to feel like my story, man. One day I finally got it. No oh, doubt. Yeah. Hey, you got to respect that. Um, <laughs> no doubt. I appreciate you letting us know the real. So that's that's good shit. What? How's it? How's it working with Whitlock every day, man? You know that motherfucker think I'm a drunk, but how how how, how does that work? How, how does it work? How, how, uh, tell tell Jason, dog. You know we we text all we text quite a bit, man. I text him here and there, man. I was like, look, man, I ain't got no problem with you, but but uh, you know I'm like, come on, I was like, come on, Whitlock. You know it's Hollywood. You live in Hollywood. You know they're gonna try to get ratings. You think that I'm out there at practice with some damn cognac in my hand or something? Like, come on, man. Goddamn. But anyway, <laughs> how, is 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 he is he really who he is, or is he about getting ratings and he don't even believe his own mouth, or is he really that guy? Nah, I think he's authentic, man. The thing about Whitlock is. He's very principle-based, so a lot of it is old school, you know, family, uh, faith, football. Yep. Uh, it, it's not always at the same speed of today's athlete, today's culture. Um, so he holds on to his principles, which no can make some people say, hey, that's the guy who tells you to get off his lawn, or hey, that's the, that's the man on the block who told you to pull your pants up. But you know what? He's saying it with a purpose, and he's saying it with a passion. That's why I respect it, even if I disagree on certain subjects. So mm. he ain't doing it for just ratings, man. He is consistent yeah. in his messaging. Yeah. He looks at our people, and he sees yeah. us yeah. making choices that won't elevate us as a mass. And I think he wants to go back to the days of yesteryear when he saw some great growth. Mm. out of our people when we were fighting for other things other oh, yeah. than just to be noticed. No doubt. So, you know, I respect it. I mean, everything's nuanced. I'm not right yeah. holistically. He's not right holistically. Somewhere in between is always the real answer and yeah. the resolution, but that's the fun of our show, man. We're going we gonna to come from either the same side or we're going to balance out a conversation and let you figure out what's the best way to attack it. No, no oh. doubt, no doubt. You got to respect that. Spe speaking on that, uh, Marcellus, how how do you get your info? You know, we starting this podcast, and I got to get back into the sports, so I have some stuff to talk about. How do you collect your information? Are you watching a bunch of sports, or how, how are you collecting information for your shows? Hell no, I ain't watching a bunch of sports. I got four kids. <laughs> man. You got to be kidding me! I ain't watching. <laughs> you got a crew. You got a crew. Uh, you know what? Uh. I got a crew. One more, and we might go for one more. We're going to have a starting five, and we'll run the Lakers all day. <laughs> let me let you know. But in all seriousness, man, I tell you, 
there are like you got to find out one your system you got to find out what works best for you some people could just read the links some mm-hmm. people got to watch the game some people got to know the websites but it's for me it's kind of a gumbo of all of those things i, I i've been in the game now woo, since oh seven mm-hmm. and i even did it when i played so you're talking about a vet in that respect of knowing which websites to go to. Mm-hmm. So imagine if somebody throw a name at you and you're like, I need to know his lifetime stats or I need to break it down to a season or I need to break it down to playoffs or I need to break it down to third quarters. Right. You got to go to, you got to go to that sports reference.com. So pro football reference.com pro basketball reference. You also got to just make sure you are immersed in all of the the writings and articles that come out there that are based and narrowly focused on what you want to talk about. Okay. Cause there's so much information you could get lost in the sauce, yeah. but you know, it's like anything, keep it simple, stupid. Right. So just right. basically pick a couple of things, make sure you're the master of those few things instead of trying to be just kind of good or okay at a bunch of things. Okay. It's for spreading yourself thin. Jack all well, trades well, master of well, none. I, I so miss you on, on, on that 710 show, man. You used to get me home every day from work, man. Uh, I, I so oh, miss man. Yeah. It, it was fun. Max, uh, Kelvin, Travis, we all got it in, man. Yeah. It, it was a great experience and I'm glad it led to something even better for me, but yeah. especially in terms of schedule, man. That was a four hour show on Ooh. top of an hour TV show. And now, man, it's a lot lighter schedule so I could be the family man that I desire to be and do other things as well, man. But yeah. it was love doing it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, it's all love with me and Whitlock, man. He, he uh, We got a common friend, man, Shannon Fabrici. He's a, works for, he's a big wig in Adidas, man. They all grew up in Indianapolis together. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, we, we talked about that. You know, Shannon. Are you? Good. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you going out to the sir, bowl? Man. You going out to the bowl? We're actually doing a show, man. We're going to celebrate football. Adidas, along with the NFL, speak for yourself, Whitlock, myself. Uh, we're going to go down to Miami, and um, yep. they're going to introduce and donate a field, and we're going to do some roundtable discussions with some of the alums, football players, and just great citizens in the community that have gone through Liberty City. And uh, yeah. Shannon is a big, big part of why this has all come to fruition. So, yeah, we're going to oh, celebrate good. football. I, I don't know any other industry that's made more black, urban, inner city millionaires, uh, people who were counted out, like I said before, than the game of football. So we got to yeah. respect uh, the, the growth potential of our people and our community that came directly from this great game of football. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, no question, man. What – I. I Leading to that, man, that's a perfect uh, little segue. Hey, what, what, what you think about this Rooney Rule shit, man? I, this is my deal. Before you answer it, you know, I'm both ways. You know, you know who I am, where I'm from. I mean, the audience know, people know. I've always been able to say what I want because I think people real, real recognize real. But you know, this Rooney Rule to me is it's a slap in the young brother's face. I, I don't even give a fuck. It, it might be the old brother's face, but you know, you had Marvin Lewis. Uh, he goes in interviews with the Cowboys. See, me and Spree debated on this, and I've had some debate with Eddie George and a couple other people. I'm like, to me, it, it's it's hard to say this, but as a coach, interviews are priceless. And you know that, even in the profession that you're in now, interviews are priceless. But at the same time, it's like, damn, 
why didn't you deny the interview? Maybe taking a step back will allow uh, us to take a step forward. In my in my opinion, I say us because shit, you know where I am. Uh, what side <laughs> of the fence I'm on? But but you know, uh, you know, I, you know, agents know before they go into these interviews, man, at that level. And and I think and I and I know Marvin and and you probably know Marvin well. You know, I'm like, damn. <clears throat> you know, I think it's a slap in the face and it's a slight because you take these token interviews and that's what they are. I heard Stephen A. the other day talking about the same situation, and he had a different take. But it's a token interview, man, and it's like, and te- to me, unless there's a black owner, and until there's a black owner, um, which is hard. I mean, they gotta let you in that damn thing first, and uh, you know, uh, it's it's gonna be hard to hire a brother. I mean, they just, you know, the DC and the OC and the Super Bowl are brothers. They're black African American men, and they didn't even fucking get a shot at being a head coach, and. That's Eric Bieniemy and uh, my brothers. I don't. I forgot his name. I'm sorry, but the DC at the at the Niners and and you got these guys that you know didn't even have a fair shot at it. And uh, you know, I don't know, man. I know they're trying to adjust this Rooney Rule thing, but to me, it's a slap in the face. I think it's a mockery. And uh, until there's a black owner, I just don't think it's going to ever be an even playing field. And I think the Oprah Winfrey's, the Dr. Dre's, the the Beyonce, Jay Z's, the the Tyler Perry's, the, the, those guys got to get together and say, let's go get a team, man, and, and 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 at least give you a shot. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. What's your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, man, I think we're having a greater conversation about ownership and how that empowers you and that gives you the controls, man. And we got to always remember, football is not the only game in town. Like, there's so many ways up the mountain other than playing football, being a part of the game of football. And we need to spread that message to our kids because – so many times our kids just either grab a ball or they lose hope. And you got to tell them, no, nah, there's so many ways up this mountain outside of just using your body. But let's talk about the Rooney rule, man. It's just simply a distraction from the fact that we don't have ownership. So we don't have power and we don't have control. And it's interesting being a black person looking at the Rooney rule, knowing that it's not truly led to something greater when it first was implemented, we had three black head coaches. Now we have three black head coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing's changed mm-hmm. because it's a distraction. What it tells you is if you don't own it, shut up. You mm. ain't got nothing to say, man. That's what just, I'm you, saying, can't get full off, you can't get full off snacks, man. The, yeah. the way to own something gives you the control to buy the groceries, cook the meal, and enjoy whatever you prepare. Versus what we're getting lost in is just the snacks, just this token opportunity, just to show your appreciation. So the thing that I feel that we need to understand in all capacities of life is that equal rights and equality is a wealth-based conversation. It's based on what you got, what you bring it to the table. And if you are in any situation where you don't have ownership, you will be compromised, you will be leveraged. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times... We look at the status quo, and look, there's 32 of the 34 owners that are white. We look at the status quo, and we say, oh, man, they're they leaving us out. But we forget that nepotism is strong, not just with white people and white ownership, oh, yeah. but black people and black ownership. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. When we were watching the rap industry have their issues in the 80s and the 90s, what did they do? They end up taking ownership, creating a Puffy, a Suge, an Easy e and Jay-Z, and Baby, and Master P. And you know what they did? They went out there and empowered their people. They used nepotism to the fullest. 
How many white artists did all those black owners uh, sign to their label? Not that many, if, if, if any. Mm. So the point of it is Eminem. because we're behind <laughs> Eminem. Boom, we got one. Gotcha. Uh, the point is that's the same thing. That's the Rudy rule. Like they're like, yo, where the where the white artists at in rap? We looking like where the black head coaches in football. Mm-hmm. They have a lead. The only way to catch up is to make sure you have ownership. Everything else will be compromised, will be leveraged, and I can't blame them. Because guess what? I know us, I know me, and I know what we've done. We'll do the same damn thing if we were in this position. Yeah. So we need to shut that up. Yeah, yeah, no you're not lying. No doubt. So speaking of Eminem, man, you, you seen that new? You heard the new Eminem album? I did, man. Good for him to come back. Like you know, it, that 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 old psycho rap and horror rap. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he had his amazing beginnings, and it kind of got a little sideways for me. But this album yeah. brought him home to me, man. And yeah. it, it's some insane lyrics and even some good beats to support it, man. Yeah, yeah I gotta yeah. listen to it. I gotta support my white brother. Nah, I, don't, I listen. I, 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 white <laughs> white rappers to me are like white running backs. They're rare as a motherfucker. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't they're like. Rare. I don't. They're I don't. Yeah, oh, Christian, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, and you got a little Danny Woodhead. I mean, you got a couple, but shit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's man, cold. I gotta go, guys. It's I know. Daddy, it's daddy duty time, man. My hey. son looking at me probably like, what? No doubt. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, like I said, we'll stay in touch, brother. And uh, it's all love, man. Hub City. Okay. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. Much success to you, man, in the future. And like I know you do, man. Uh, much respect, brother. Yeah, we got to get yeah, you back respect on. respect to you, Coach JB, man. Because at the core, what you say is always love, man. And it sometimes comes out hard-nosed. Sometimes it comes out rough around the edges. But you know what? People need to stop getting distracted by the way it's coming out and see what and how you're trying to impact these kids, man, and protect them by not only letting them know their inner strength, but also how they could conquer all circumstances. So from somebody from the hub like you, Y'all don't always have to be a product of your environment to mm. kind of produce. No doubt. No doubt. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, coaching's not criticism, brother. You know how that goes. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you ain't lying, man. Hey, I love, brother. Hey, man, I wish you the best of years, man. And uh, 2020 is a great year to have a great one, man. And uh, we'll stay in touch, and I'll see you soon, I'm sure, brother. All right, baby. Let's do it again. All right, baby. Keep it going. Hub love, baby. Hub love, brother. Later. Peace. All right. All right, guys. All right, brother. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Everybody got.